0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back
1: to the RNHA Radio News Radio Podcast. I'm glad to welcome back our new guest. Our welcome back our guest, Carrie Day, Karina Day. You know, from last week, she was so good that I, you know, we decided to bring her back. So, fortunately, Robert won't be available. Won't be here today. He has on. He's another assignment with RNHA. So it'll just be Karina and I. So uh, today we have some a pretty good topics of discussion today. So the first one is is the greatest experiment about to fail. Meaning is the, the American republic that we know that has survived 245 years from its inception is it really about to fail with all this democrat policy that they want to legislate and put in place. We know that in some states that there are legislators wanting to implement policy that will do nothing but harm everyone's civil liberties and freedoms according to either federal constitutions and also state constitutions. So with that being said, Karina.
0: Hi, guys. So I'm back. Thanks for having me, Eric. I know last week was last week. Yeah, that conversation was so interesting. So I'm really glad we get to continue it. Um, I know you wanted to get into talking about schools today and how it's gonna affect the schools. So do you wanna like start that off and then we'll get that started?
1: You know what, let's get right into school because I believe that might be taking, that might take the entire, almost the entire episode. So uh, what what Karina is referring to is that the K-12 education, public education environment. We have teachers unions that are infiltrating, that they have infiltrated for so long and that they are pushing their ideological agenda that is failing every student in public education. If you haven't seen the videos out there of kids that are in preschool, kindergarten, that are being harassed and forced to wear the ridiculous mask in class, the videos are out there, they're open source information. So you can just search K through 12, kids being manipulated with masks and you'll see all the videos that are poorly, that are poorly treating our kids in in class. But, you know, the thing about that is that the curriculum in public education is no longer teaching our kids how to appreciate and love the United States of America. What it is doing is is implementing the social justice warrior program, meaning if it's not for me, then it's not going to be good. Or if everything is not everything's about me and if everything's not for me, it's racist or it's bad or it doesn't work. So what is your take on it, Karina?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of issues going on right now in the school, um, with the school district, like we're, we're talking about right before going live. There's the mask. Um, I see a big vaccine issue coming in once they approve the FDA, for uh, the, once it gets the FDA approval for children. Um, with CRT, I see that as a huge, huge problem we have right now. Um, there's actually a woman on YouTube, her name, Carlin Hornsteco, I believe I said that right now. Um, he actually explains it very well, how CRT, what it is, how it's being um, school districts. And that kind of is very in line with what you were saying. Um, they're teaching our kids to, well, they're teaching our kids that this country is racist from the start, from the get go. All the good things about it are not good it. And it's something I find actually rather offensive, um, especially as a minority. One of the things they're teaching our children is. Um, basically like about white privilege and if you're a minority you know like you don't have that privilege and I find it very insulting um, because I'm sure your family has a very similar history where we came here for the opportunities that were provided here and my mom would tell me like here it doesn't matter what your race is you just have to work hard and now we're teaching the, our kids that like your race is holding you back you can't do this because you're Mexican and that is not only insulting, it is extremely racist. We're um, creating a whole new generation of racists.
1: And you're absolutely correct. And we have similar backgrounds from our family background. Now, I'm, I'm probably, I believe, either a third or fourth generation native born here in the United States. So when you mention CRT in public education, it does nothing to promote any positive outcome in education. Now that this is public education, and unfortunately, I've been reading studies where CRT is starting to infiltrate in the, in the private sector, private education outcomes as well. Mm-hmm. But but what most people don't realize, if you haven't really researched CRT or what CRT is critical race theory, is it base? It's based on five points, and those five points are. The first one is to make, everything is to be given to an individual. It takes away the meritocracy or the merit-based system that we have in America. You work hard for what you want and you get what you get by working hard for it. The other one is making uh, marginalizing a race to be felt oppressed by another race who they identify as the oppressor. Now, in this case, They've been been classified, anybody that that has a lighter skin than them, any brown, black, yellow, whatever, is the oppressor. The other one is to devalue the full nuclear family, meaning a mother, father, kids, et cetera. Uh, And uh, continuing that, that it is also to devalue the appreciation and love of the United States. And the final point is to do everything in possibly conceivably to do in abolishing the constitution. So once they do all those, and once they abolish the constitution, we have, in essence, a anarchist country with no formal lawful guiding document. And that's what the radical Democrat left wants to do. And not only that, but those that are I'm gonna put the rhinos in there, too, the what we know rhinos, you know, the Republican naming only crowd, because they are doing nothing to protect our freedoms and liberties that we have according to the Constitution in the United States.
0: yeah, we were actually having a discussion the other day. Um, I don't like the label Republican, especially right now because there's um, there's a lot of people in Congress and the Senate. Who aren't doing anything to protect their constitution? Who aren't doing anything that actually stands for the values of the Republican Party? You know, um, And it's so sad because I feel like this is an experiment, right? And like um, Joe Rogan said, this is like the greatest experiment we, that's you know as a country that has ever been tried. Um, Correct. It's sad that we are reverting back to what we left, um, and this has been a process that has it's been in place for a long time. Um, They've been dumbing us down little by little, you know, to the point where um, I wasn't really, my generation, like second amendment, we didn't really understand. You know, I think our generation doesn't understand why it's so important. They didn't let us know why that it is, it is so important because it isn't for hunting or to protect our home. It is to protect us from a tyrannical government, which is what's happening now. That it, you know, and they don't, they've been, making us so ignorant of our own rights to the point where now we don't even know what the actual moral standings of the country really are, you know? So that's how you get these policies in.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And you know, from the time that I was in grade school to the time that I graduated in high school, at least <laughs> from my my education experience, I was taught everything about US history in a class called civics. That was mm-hmm. civics was taught in high school, but from kindergarten all the way up until about ninth grade, I was taught about the constitution. Each year we touched on a, an amendment or an article. So every year we, we were talking about the constitution, the bill of rights, the declaration of independence and how each individual documents pertain to the, the greatest experiment ever created on planet Earth, or in ever in history, and so every year we touched on something. So in kindergarten, it was a requirement in order to graduate kindergarten that you had to uh, memorize the preamble. So the, the preamble is a pretty long paragraph, especially for a kindergartner to, to memorize that. But it was for a purpose, so that way you understood what mm-hmm. you were learning and why you should value the articles and cons- articles and amendments that are going to be that you're going to be learning as you continue on in, in school.
0: Yeah, um, it's sad because like right now you say that you were they were teaching that to you when you were in kindergarten, my baby's in kindergarten, you know, and they don't even do the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and it's really ironic because we, majority of the kids in the school are military children. Absolutely. It is heartbreaking when you think about it, you know? Um, I do want to touch on the point about CRT that a lot of people are focusing mostly on the race part of it mm-hmm. but it's a bigger picture than that it's not just race it's also like the sex like they're talking about patriarchy you know and they're they're attacking us in every way you could look at it's not just race they're they're trying to you're easier to conquer when you're divided and they're dividing us into little sections that's what they're making us focus on
1: and don't you don't you find it Hilariously ironic is that this whole premise is to divide segregate people by demographic. Now, isn't that what they've been trying to fight against is segregation and being divisive no. and stuff like that. But isn't that how how those on the left say, well, everybody else is being divisive and but yet, what is this CRT promoting.
0: I, I have to correct me. you. I, I'm sorry, Eric, I have to correct you. This is not what the Democrats have been fighting. This has been the Democratic platform since before the civil rights. Correct. They were the party of segregation. They haven't changed. The only thing is they they manipulated the wording to make it thing like you're fighting racism when you're not. Mm-hmm. There's, I believe it was Chicago. I'm not 100% certain. Um, so, but there was actually a case where a school is being sued because the principal, who happened to be a Black woman, separated her classes white kids and black kids and one little one of the black little girls came and told her mom and the mom was like no this is unacceptable you know so this this is it's happening in our colleges are um they're segregated they have um safe spaces or whatever uh, dormitories for only colored students you know um they have it's been happening for years um they also have gatherings where whites are not allowed
1: Correct, and you're absolutely correct, you know, and since um, I've actually been privileged to see, I won't say privileged because it's not privileged to be part of or to be able to view how poorly colleges and high schools are being segregated in today's society, you know, and so it's, it's disheartening, like you said before, to watch our nation being taken over by these radical individuals, Who want to do nothing but destroy this great country of ours, you know, Mm -hmm. and not value, they seem to forget that what they're doing is what how the America is founded on, the principle of freedom of speech. Yeah, um,
0: and I think like I know we're talking about school, but I mean, um I think it goes hand in hand also with the Latino people, you know, we come here. We are very ignorant about our foundations, about why our freedoms are there, what they signify, and why we need to protect them. Um, so they vote mostly Democrat. You know, they don't they don't value the privileges um, this country offers and why they're there. And it's the same thing with our children now. You know, um, it's it's we have a whole country of citizens. And a whole country of people that came, that don't understand just the principles of the country.
1: And and you're absolutely correct. And I I think that is because there is, I know the language barrier is an issue. So that's why we've established this podcast so that we can help our Latino community to be able to understand, okay, yes, our values are different. Our values are pretty much conservative leaning values. They are not liberal or Democrat-type values, if you look at it. But the only reason why the Democrat Party has such a high voting population is because they constantly are giving them free stuff. And that's what the problem therein lies. You co- you say you want to come here for the American dream. Well, the American dream takes work and hard work. You can't come here and expect it to be, you know, get... To grow and become established, if you're just going to constantly take the free
0: handouts. And that's another another thing that a lot of people like to throw out there: the one percent. Oh, you, the one percent. Okay, yes, you know, um, the one percent are rich, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh, they're inherited or whatever, you know. But but a lot of people don't like to talk about is that in America, over seventy percent, almost eighty percent of millionaires are self-made. Correct so that that's a nice little thing they like to leave out. Um the American dream is very much alive. It's just that nobody wants to do the work for it.
1: you know, i was I was having a conversation the same this type of conversation with someone else. But what I like to really let our listeners know is that there's two two types of columns you have. If you need to talk about the rich, there's two ways to look at that. Yes, there's rich people, but there's also, wealthy people now rich people are the people that that are in the population that can lose their money like that in an in an instant those that are wealthy have generational wealth meaning they have different avenues and different streams of income coming in so therefore they will they may never see the rich side because they will always be internally wealthy so did you mention the 1% the 1% has an average of seven streams of income coming in from one where, aside from their main business, their main entrepreneurial or main income drawing support. So that, that's what we have to look at is that, that's what CRT doesn't want you to realize is that you can come here and establish yourself and have different streams of income.
0: Regardless of race and gender.
1: Exactly, regardless of race or any character, you know, individual characteristic whatsoever. Because the Constitution isn't based on characteristic; it's based on values.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you know, see, that's another so, nice thing: they're, they're dismantling our Constitution. Oh man, I can't remember his name, and oh man, this sucks.
1: So I know, it, I know his name. Yep. Yeah, so you know, it's funny because how we're talking about the dismantling of the United States. Would you believe that historical figures? talked about this, so for example, Cicero, who was before the American Republic was created, but he was always um, annotating to his people or to people that, that he would lecture to that whenever a republic was established, the downfall would be internally by the people, not from anybody else externally, meaning if anybody would come in to kill it, to either to invade by, by force by, you know, by war. The other one is Tocqueville. He actually visited the United States after the United States was, was established. He actually said the only way that the United States will fall from within. is from within. And you know, that, and today we're seeing that play out in so many approaches, but we have to be able to continue to fight back. And that, that's where, where we have to continue to educate ourselves educate mm-hmm. our community you know the Latino community needs help you know and, and we need to be able to in, infer to them please research what what you're thinking you think you know because it's probably not true you know mm-hmm. even James Madison one of our founding fathers in the federalist papers even said that if the American experiment is to fall it'll be because of its own doing
0: yeah well um Kind of like getting back to the quote I was going to say. Um, I don't remember his name. You might remember him. But um, and, uh, and, uh, he was a slave. I, remember, I thought he was a slave. I don't um, but he used the Constitution wording mm-hmm. against against them to get his... You know who I'm talking about. What's his name? I'm
1: talking about Frederick Douglass.
0: Yeah, Frederick Douglass. It was all was like, I know his name. I just didn't... Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like you look at the parties or you look not just the parties, um, just how far we've come No when this man read the constitution he goes look you need to follow these laws because by the but what by what this says i'm equal to you uh as opposed to now it's like i just have to shred it apart because i don't like what that says correct i'm gonna i'm gonna um i feel like it's all about interpretation the interpreting it i'm sorry English was my second okay, language. You're you're right.
1: See and I and I was, and see in that this is what Justice Antonin Scalia stated before he passed away. He goes the constitution is not meant to be interpreted it is meant to be read <laughs> as written. Now yes. you can have different arguments. There's people that have that made dark arguments about it. Well, if that's the case then all minorities would be subservient to the constitution be subservient to the white people. However, that's not how the Constitution is really written. If you look at how the Constitution is really written and broken down, it enables those in the minority populations to excel in this great country. Look at you and I. You came here as an immigrant, your family came here as an immigrant. And look you
0: know at me. Um, I'm a first generation American, mm-hmm. but um, I was raised over there. My mom's a single mom. she was sending for my summers so i I got experience i experienced both worlds
1: you know correct and so and look at for example me i always tell everybody look if they want to talk about crt i can debunk crt in five minutes with with my background i like you i came from a single mother i was you know i didn't do so well in third grade i was by third grade by design in school if you don't if you don't pass third grade you're doomed to be able to be, you're doomed to be going to prison. I debunked that. I graduated high school. I joined the military. I served the military for 23 years. Thank you for your service. You know, thank you. And so, but I'm, I'm one of those success stories that you can look at and debunk CRT because I worked hard to be able to succeed.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like um, that's the old generation, you know, that's our old generation, our mentality. This new generation, they don't think like that anymore. Um, everything is just give me, give me, give me. And it's because we are, we live in such a great country. We're so privileged. We don't even know what struggle is, you know? Um, they well, we, bitch about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: I'm not no, you, to go. You, 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 We talk about struggle. What our struggle is, is worrying about if we have, you know, something, a nice t- cell phone. When, yeah, you to, you when, you, when you go to a third world country, all they want is three things: food, water, and shelter. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all they care about.
0: So we're we very. I consider my family very privileged. We're not wealthy by any means. We're not rich by any means. Mm-hmm. We're a military family, you know. But so we're very privileged. We have everything we need, you know. Um, but because I'll tell you guys a little story. My kid, uh, he he mentioned one time how we went to someone's house and they only had one bathroom, you know? I looked at it and like, what are you talking about? That Thanksgiving, that whole th- November, we sat down and we watched YouTube videos of kids in third world countries. And I'm like, look, this is how other little kids live compared mm-hmm. to you, you know? And I think it's a lot of our generation needs that reality check because we don't even understand how good we really have it, you know?
1: And that's what I always tell members of my family, that those that have never left their own community, that left the country. but And I even tell people, I said, if you've never left the, the borders and the confines of the United States, you'll never really truly be able to appreciate what we have here. I've traveled the world, thankfully through the mm-hmm. military. I've been through 19 different countries and I've seen what really bad living life could be. I've seen where a hundred dollars or even ten dollars makes a family a million seem like a millionaire in some locations. Mm-hmm. And to us, it's just like, oh yeah, we have it. All right. Thank you. Next.
0: Yeah. Have more but gas. but yeah.
1: what is that because we take our livelihoods here in the United States for granted.
0: Yeah, and it's it's even 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 us, it's not just we my family, you know, we experienced a lot. Um mm-hmm. I remember, like, there were families living in one home, you know, with one bathroom, because that's what we do when you come here and you're a first generation, you know, and seeing the same people that struggled, you know, with me or whatever. Was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't struggling, this was, it, it was your childhood. Was with you, you
1: know? um, but, you know, if, if the, the struggle is what made it worth it, because that's how you appreciate it.
0: struggling. We didn't see it as struggling. We were kids. We're like, this is life, you know? Correct. Um, but now, those same people are just like thinking about oppression, and I'm like, how can you think like that when we've come so far?
1: Correct. And they, they want to continue to re- push us back further. They want to continue to mis- make the mistakes of once, you know, the, the past, when all we people want to do is move forward. You know, and that that's exactly what... Um, we talked about this last week. It mentioned when you mentioned Victor David Hansen in his book, The mm-hmm. Dying Citizen, he talks about this very topic where the notion of somebody calling themselves an American citizen is diminishing. You know, when I go, when I have gone over to other countries, they didn't ask me if I was a Mexican. They, mm-hmm. they asked me, Are you an American citizen? I, of course I said I was an American citizen. But I know in, you know, in the back of my head, I know I'm an American citizen with Latino ethnicity.
0: But they, but- like that That's something that we are dividing ourselves in, you know, um, I was, we lived in Japan for a few years. They only see American. We were turned away at a restaurant because they didn't allow Americans in there. My husband is Mexican. I'm Mexican. And if you see my husband, like he's darker, complexed than I, they didn't care. They're like, you're American. Nope. They're like we're full. The minute we stepped out of line, they started allowing allowing Japanese people in behind us. Right. People don't realize that the world, they don't see us as Mexican. They don't see us as Black. They don't see us as. We're American, and the sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be.
1: Absolutely, you know, and and that's what what um. To touch on our. Uh, pretty much the final topic of, of, of our discussion today, you know, the Hispanic community has had a very large impact in American population. You know, where the Latino community, the Hispanic community, however you want to use the wording, is the largest minority group in the United States. We have over 62.1 million American or American citizens who are from the Hispanic community. That population has increased 23% since 2010. So what does that tell you? We've had the largest expansion of population growth in, in our demographic than in the other demographic, you know, the other minority group. So for perspective, one in five Americans is a Hispanic mm-hmm. or four in five Latinos are U.S. citizens. So the gap that we have amongst of, of the minority groups, we are the largest dominating minority group. Now, if there wasn't a real issue, I think the 62 million of us would be rising up within, you know.
0: Um, we're just as divided though, you correct. know? Like if you look at the Cubans who are very much pro-freedom, you know? Um, and then you look at people that come from Mexico who are not at, you know, who kind of, we, they want more,
1: you know, the programs that, you know, um, and if you look. And, and, it, you know, and, and I think it's because the Cuban community, they have lived in a socialist environment the entire life. Whereas, they, whereas in, the, in the, the Mexican community or even the Central and South American community, all they know is give, give, give me, and they don't know anything else other than part of the social programs.
0: Well, that's another reason that the Cubans, that this administration didn't want to help the Cubans when the, when all that was happening, you know, um, because they are, but see, that's the thing. Even Mexicans, our foundations are very conservative. Um, we are very pro-life, we are very religious. And if you look at the the religious acts, our, found, our country was founded on religion. So mm-hmm. just the fact that Mexicans are very, very religious, um, it doesn't make sense, their political views, you know? They're very pro-abortion when it goes against your church or, you know, just things that don't add up. But I don't think they realize it because they've been manipulated. Like Jorge Ramos, he's on TV, yap, 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 orange man, bad, todo le creen, todo le creen. Pero es un comunista, you know? And
1: you're absolutely correct. Jorge Ramos is one of the biggest perpetuals of propaganda against the, in the Latino community because he's always saying he's he's our our version of Don Lemon, Jake Tapper, and Chris Como. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he's out there spewing all his vulgarities about the United States, but yet where does he live and how is he living?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, y mira, he cool. where know like where but were they actually held him hostage, I believe? And yeah. I'm just like, if you're not here, Trump is so, is so tyrant, it's so fascist, but you were, you were actually held by one of those leaders. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You see, si, Suica también trabajó para um, el campaign de Hillary Clinton. Así que, you know, it's about mano en mano. And like, lo más rápido que nosotros nos esperamos lo mejor. Porque vamos, like, we're going to lose everything we came here for. And you're absolutely
1: correct. And you know, back, I know we're the national uh, podcast, but if you look at in California with this latest failed recall, there was, for the last presidential election, there were 6 million Republicans that voted, but yet only 2.5 were no's. I mean, where, where yes is for the recall. What happened to people that wanted this recall to happen? I know there was the, the promise that there was 23 million people that are registered in the state of California. Only 13 million voted.
0: So well, what,
1: happened, what happened to the other 10 million? Because you know why? Because they 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 they're all talk and no action. So that that's what I don't like anymore. Is that There's too many people talking and less action.
0: Well, we need to we need to organize. Um, I was actually having this discussion with my husband earlier today. Um, the, reason, the reason Democrats are being so successful, especially with Mellon ballots, is because they are organized. Um, I think conservatives and Republicans, our ideology is more like um independent, independent freedom, independent responsibility. You know, we're not, we don't have that group thinking mentality as much. Um, so it's harder for us to organize, but that's where we're lacking. I think if we can start organizing and we can start talking to people, that's when we wake people up. But si estamos como, you know, chickens with their heads cut off, just like tu gritando aquí para unos y yo allá, mejor que gritar juntos, you know?
1: Absolutely. And, and you're absolutely correct, is that they have the game. They know how to run the game, and they're successful at beating us in every aspect of the, the political game. That's why every time I talk about mail-in ballots, you're absolutely correct. The Democrat party are masters in how to manipulate that process. Even though I know that when they, at the moment they instituted mail-in ballots universally in the United States, I knew that we were gonna have trouble with the elections from now on. Because I worked in the rest of our voters here in San Diego. So I see, I saw how you can do it and how you can manipulate the system to make it work in your favor
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know and that that's the, the problem with the, with the republican party and you're absolutely correct we need to have better grassroots movements better organization together
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we have many organizations fighting for the same cause but going in different roads
0: and it's- especially right now when there's like such a huge awakening happening we are yep just look at the just look at the 2020 election right um donald trump got like millions more votes i want to say 12 but i don't want to be like mm-hmm. that's what i'm wearing my head right now but i might be off um, but he <laughs> got millions he he got millions more votes you know um and that 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 was from every single demographic mm-hmm. from women to every minority religious even muslims you know it went up in every except white men i'm sorry i was wrong except white men um but that's telling you something that's telling you that we are all waking up and even now with everything happening you have Nicki minaj going live talking about how this is just like communism in china you know we are awake there are so many of us but we are just not unified
1: correct correct and that that's what what we have to come together we have all the avenues of roots people coming together i mean uh, having there, there there's so many groups out there for the common cause, if we came together as one solid group, imagine the power and the voice that we would have as a conservative movement. You know, and so that—that's where we, in the Hispanic community, as the largest minority group in the United States, imagine if 62 million Latinos came together to be have the largest conservative movement. That would destroy every Democrat. Process and uh, uh, for anything.
0: Y por eso, por eso está pasando what's happening in the border right now. This is why they're 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 rushing in as many people as they can. Um, to they're rushing in as many people as they can right now because they want to give them amnesty. Because Americans are waking up, even minorities are waking up, and the Democrats can't have that. Por eso está ahorita que we have open borders. If you don't if you don't know what's happening in the borders. Open your eyes, you guys. It is 200 times worse than it ever was the Trump. We have people the bridges because the cages are full. And, and you're absolutely correct.
1: If if you don't know the number specifically at the border, just put it this perspective. Just the other was today, Monday, this past Friday, they counted 9,000 in one day that crossed there on the Rio Grande Valley in, in Del Rio, Texas.
0: So well, they were saying they were like te- uh, I, I saw. A, over ten thousand of people under bridges.
1: Correct, correct. They had they had twelve thousand under the bridge, but nine crossed. That's that same day. So, in perspective, in August they had over two hundred and fifty thousand illegal aliens cross the border illegally. Mm-hmm. And,
0: that's,
1: and those are the ones they caught. Okay. Yeah, those are the ones they caught, and so the, and the that number is continuing to rise because. The borders are wide open you they see are, the texas uh, rangers right there in Del Rio, texas protecting that one specific spot
0: let me actually let you um people are actually coming to the us then they're going back crossing the river to mexico to pick up food and coming back it is literally wide open mm-hmm. it is the worst humanitarian crisis there is sex like a slight like, sex trade going on um child kidnapping it is inhumane what is happening there
1: yep You know, it's we could talk about this topic on the border for a whole episode.
0: No, I know I know so
1: so I I think that will be a good discussion to talk about, continue the the conversation in our next episode. So with that being said, I think we meet we've come to a a stop for this episode, we've talked about a lot of information, so I would like to make sure that our listeners please go out and research. Every topic that we talked about, educate yourself so that way you know how to better inform yourself, not only with historical facts, vaccines, everything in education. Educate yourself because if you
0: don't- Our freedoms.
1: Exactly. Our freedoms are at stake. And if you want to lose your freedoms, don't do anything.
0: Now, Educate Uh, yourself on our freedoms because the reason these mandates are happening is because people are so uneducated. They're demanding for them.
1: Correct. And, uh, and what people understand, mandates aren't lawful. So you can, you don't have to follow mandates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, with that being said, again, thank you, Karina, for uh, joining me this you. evening. So I look forward to continuing the conversations that we've had. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: good night to everybody. Hope mm-hmm. everybody yeah. has a good night.